you have so much control over how you think you have more control than just know the power lies within you you have the power just own it love it just own it right we're gonna change everything you definitely can heal permanently that's what we're here to do welcome to into the light podcast this is where we will be discussing and exploring all things ascension Ascension journey, ascension journey mapping, and understanding how we can deepen and increase our spiritual and healing journey, along with understanding concepts around the global consciousness awakening that's happening, quantum energy healing, personal growth and enlightenment, trauma healing, and so much more as we learn together from experts in the field. I'm your host, Adina Movana, and I appreciate you taking the time to join me today. Let's dive in. Welcome to Into the Light. I'm your host, Adina Movana. Today we have Rosaline Batul. She's a multi six-figure CEO helping female entrepreneurs awaken their feminine energy to have more purpose in life. With a focus on serving Muslim women's empowerment, she guides individuals in healing wounds, unlocking abundance, shedding scarcity, and achieving permanent healing from trauma. She incorporates important concepts of the law of attraction, quantum energy and healing practices. I love it so much. <laughs> Rosaline, how are you? Good. How are you? Oh my God. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. Girl, your energy is infectious. I love my body. May Allah keep blessing you. I mean, <laughs> thank you. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited to have you. I know we were just talking right before this episode. We were getting so excited about <laughs> recording this and, and hopping on here. Because I have personally been following you, I don't know, maybe maybe just about a year or so in my own spiritual and awakening journey. And I've been sharing your stuff to my friends and putting that content out there and just promoting everything I, I've been seeing you doing, which has been amazing. And you talk so much about abundance and laws of attraction and activating these female embodiment messaging. And it's, it's been, it's been a phenomenal journey watching you. So I'm so excited to have you. <laughs> oh, thank you, girl. You're making me so happy. I pray the whole world sees it because I feel like us women need it the most. Like, I feel like our energy has been so suppressed. Like, we've been told, we've been taught to ignore our feminine energy and ignore our our birthright so that's what I want to know that abundance is your birthright it's what you were born with you don't have to find it you don't have to set it's within you so I just love the information you're giving to everyone oh my gosh I love it yeah well we're here to talk about how femininity is really that gateway to manifesting everything you desire and I have been having my own feminine awakening journey. It, I feel it's a theme in the universe right now, right? And and this is this is really important because I started noticing a lot of the spiritually aware community. They talk about Christ consciousness. I've had people on my episode talk about Magdalene awakening, the feminine energy, the Christ consciousness energies, these divine feminine, masculine balancing, all of the polarity work. And it's all connected to our childhood traumas and trauma healing and bringing these things up, processing and healing our inner child wounds, right? That's pretty much what you see, right? (laughs) Literally, literally all of what you said. And it's so interesting how uh, when we're children, the way that we see feminine and masculine energy is through our father and our mother. Mm -hmm. Our primary is as soon as we open our eyes, the first 
the first the first contact we have with the masculine and feminine is our mom and dad. So right. if your mom and dad are not in their divine masculine and feminine, it's going to affect you. And this is why a lot of us grow up with these woundings, with these emotional traumas, with these with this emotional baggage where we can't access ourselves because we have to suppress ourselves in order to right. survive. So a lot of us are walking around wounded children as well. I say that we all identify as still as that wounded little girl who didn't get the love that she craved from her dad and her mom. And we're reacting our wounded parents instead of acting the healthy, divine, masculine, feminine energy that we are. Right. So it feels whether we know it or not, or whatever religious background we come from or whatever, we're all going through this process, right? Because we all have this generational trauma that we're carrying. Is that how you also talk to your clients about? Yeah, I see it. We, We talked a little bit about law of attraction and the universe and all of it is part of our ascension process. Have you been looking, hearing that too, that this is happening across humanity, no matter what race or religion or cultural background you're from. And we're talking about a little earlier, this is very important for all of us to have the coaches and the resources and the support system, because we have to find the people who can help us through these issues, right? Is that, is that what you're saying? There's a huge, right now, the whole world's going through a spiritual awakening and the truth has been Everyone's seeing the truth for what it is. And it's scary. The truth is scary now because we've been fed lies for such a long time through schooling, through programming, that we can't have what we want. We have to live life in a domesticated way. And now we're realizing that we are free beings that has the potential to manifest what we want just by the way we think and the way we behave and the way we feel. So now that we're going through the spiritual awakening, now it's all about this power. It's, oh my God, I have so much power. I don't know what to do with this power. What if I become a bad person? What if I become corrupt like people who try to corrupt me? What if I become evil? What if I become greedy? And this is where, this is mm. where we have to debunk and unprogram ourselves on these belief systems that we installed in our minds when we were growing up around the age of five we were told before the age of five we had the belief that i'm abundant i'm rich i'm confident i get what i want we had that belief in our subconscious mind but then after the age of five when we stopped conforming to people's ideals of what they want for us when we started expressing our opinions that's when we got the rejection that's when we got the wounding that's when we were told don't be too confident don't be acting too rich. We're not rich, we're poor. The government doesn't want us to be rich. You have to go to work, you have to work hard for money. You have to be a good girl. You can't express your opinion, otherwise people won't you. And this is where the, the belief system got and programmed in us, the disempowering beliefs. And this is what we've been acting out. So now that we're going through the spiritual awakening, which I think we're gonna go through this awakening for the next five, six years, especially after yeah. what happened a few years ago, we are going through so much, oh my God, it's right in your face. You can't ignore it anymore. And it's so important that you get coached. It's so important that you heal those wounds so that you have to maneuver and navigate through this chaos because it's gonna feel chaotic in the next few right. years. Right, right. Yeah, I feel that's the common, the common theme. And I love the work that you're doing. And maybe you could tell me a little bit about how you really got into this work, because I know, yeah, I'd love to hear a little of your story, because obviously, you're, you're representing strong Muslim representation embodiment, and you're out on social media, and your presence and your brand is growing. So yeah, tell me a little bit about what got you here and how, how you really came to this. 
Yeah, so from a very young age, I grew up in a poor background. My mom was a single mother. We were escaping domestic abuse. We were homeless until I was 14 years old. So I never really had a home. But throughout all of that, despite going through so much trauma, my mom still taught me how to manage my mind. So she used to give me books to read, such as The Magic of Thinking Big. David Schwartz is the is original OG when it comes to personal development. So right. I used to read those books. I used to immerse myself in millionaire thinking books. And I realized, oh my gosh, everything is about how you think and how you react and my mom's greatest phrase was is your responsibility is where are you responsible for this situation yeah, so even accountability. When I get, right, right when we when I used to get bullied in school although like my mom was there for me to soothe me she would still say to me Rose where are you responsible for this you have to take responsibility and I used to always hate my mom saying to me mom just let me be a victim she looked there's no room for victims at the top there's no room for victims even though we were poor and my mom was on government assistance she never once made me believe that I cannot be rich and that I can't be wealthy she used to always tell me to, to aim high the world is your oyster take what you want you have potential that's what my mom used to always teach me so from the age of 15 I started learning about hypnosis so 15 16 I learned about hypnosis I learned about subconscious reprogramming mm. I think his name is Milton Erickson his okay. books were around right so I used to learn about yeah, his hypnosis. stuff wow yeah it's like hypnosis it can really change the way you think if I tell right. you to feel cold you can feel cold if I tell you to feel hot you can feel hot if I can do that what like what's possible so in school in high school I was also an anti-bullying mentor so I yeah. went to mentorship at a young age and I was counseling kids in year seven in four or five years younger than me and I really enjoyed that I was just it gave me purpose I was like oh my god this is so amazing they're coming to me with their problems I'm helping them I'm giving them encouragement I loved it then fast forward, life got in the way. I finished my law degree. I became Muslim at the age of 21. And then I began teaching in Saudi. I thought, okay, let me go and move abroad. I was pregnant, had my children. And then I lost my job and I lost my mom in 2017. So that was like hardest, it was like the hardest hit of my life. I was thinking, oh my gosh, lost my job, lost my mom. I'm pregnant with my third child and I'm going through a divorce. So the worst things that could have happened in one year in the space of two, three months apart. So during that time, I felt I was reborn again and I had to figure out my purpose. And I went back to my childhood. I was, oh my God, I used to love helping people. I used to love talking about the mind. It's always been in me. When people mm -hmm. ask me for advice, I always tell them, it's your mind, it's the way you're thinking. What are you thinking? Even though I never got no training, professional training in this, I was still teaching people how to think with their minds. So from 2017, I decided to go into coaching and mm -hmm. become a wealth hypnotist and start teaching women how to unlock the power within because we have the power. You have the power. I have the power. The thing is, mm -hmm. we have given our power to outside circumstances and told ourselves it's, it's outside's fault. When really everything starts in the mind first. You plant mm -hmm. the seed. You're the farmer. Whatever you plant grows and you will see it in your environment. So the more you know this, the more you're going to take your power back and you're going to embrace abundance and embody abundance. I love that. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, great. I, you gave me so much background on your history. And yeah, so I didn't realize that so you converted actually to Islam when you said you were about 21, right? Yeah. And then yeah. you had a series of these calamities hit, right? The death of your mom and the divorce and... Uh, actually a lot of me, I have two kids. I went through a divorce and I also converted around 18. And mm -hmm. so, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to hear you obviously decided that this was that your spiritual practice was actually more about the mindset and really focusing on, I would say your connection to Allah through these methods of 
hypnosis and mindset and overcoming the limiting beliefs that you're, you described that your mom was not, but you wanted to be in this victim mentality, right? From an early age and that, that programming. So yeah, I'm curious how, how that happened, where you basically decided or for yourself that, Hey, the thing that I need to be working on as a Muslim and as a spiritual being, and as an energy entity on this planet is my mindset and my connection. And that's the real important, that's the real important connection to Allah, right? Uh, yeah. When I was converted to Islam, I used to model. So I remember I came across two Muslim girls in, in school, in university. So I, growing up, I'll be honest with you, I hated Islam. It's the only religion I did not study. So I went through Jehovah's Witness. I went through Christianity. I went through Hinduism. I went through Buddhism, tried bits and bobs. I became an agnostic. I hated Islam only because I got bullied by majority Muslim kids when I was in school. And my mom was a Shia, but she renounced her religion when she left my dad. So it was, I remember going to school and saying to my mom, please teach me Surah Fatiha because these kids think I'm Muslim. So I need to prove to them that I'm Muslim. So I thought Muslim was a culture. I didn't realize it was a religion. So I'm here trying to learn Surah Fatiha for my mom. My mom's teaching me Surah Fatiha. I go to school the next day and the kids are like, yeah, well, do you know the Kalima? I'm like, oh my God, it never ends with these kids. It never so, ends. <laughs> never ends so then from that day I was like I hate Muslims I I'll be honest with you I hated Muslims and I used to always tease Muslims and may Allah forgive me I used to always say to them I'm not afraid of your Allah I'm not afraid of whoever you I used to be so rebellious and defiant against Muslims so when I grew older and I went to university it was I got triggered I met two Muslim girls and they're like are oh, you Muslim I was like yeah I'm Muslim even though I wasn't because I was afraid of being bullied again I was 21 at this point well 20 at this point and I was a Muslim I had a short dress on I was living my best life yeah Muslim because I moved away from home I'm away from home I have no friends so anyways they invite me to the house and they're so lovely these girls and it's just really how Muslims are and I was why do you wear hijab why do you want to cover for a man it makes no sense because I was really proud of being half-dressed and I'm a model and I get attention right. and cover for and a man were, why do you want to cover yeah. for a man yeah we love it. exactly and they were no we don't cover for a man we cover for God I'm like stop lying you know, I know, I was like, I know, I read your book. They go, have you read the book? I said, yes, I have. And I know somewhere in there it says, cover for a man. So they showed me the ayah where it says, just cover yourself so you don't get harassed by men. That's the actual full ayah. And I stood there in, I was so shocked as the skies open and everything's been a lie. In that moment, I was just like, everything's been a lie. I've been lying to myself, saying to myself that women cover for men. Like, how dare I? take this empowerment away from women because that's how I felt Mm. so I went home to my dorm that same night and I cried to Allah and I said Allah I'm so sorry please forgive me for thinking that I'm more special than Muslim women I'm more special because I'm I'm uncovered or I'm better because I'm a model I felt really humble in that moment then I started researching that ayah and I came across the hadith that the women they tore their waist aprons and covered themselves and the prophet didn't say anything so the prophet never told the women how to cover the women interpreted themselves. For me, that was it. I took my shahada in that moment. I covered mm. myself. I wore the niqab from that day. And then when I started reading more about the Quran, I realized the Quran talks about character a lot. And this is what my mom raised me on, to be the best of character. Mom would say to me, leave people better than how you find them. Always leave better people better than how you oh, find them. And in the Quran, when I came across the ayah, that the Prophet came to correct the character. He came to correct people's manners. I was like, oh my God, it makes so much sense. And then I I read another ayah that said, a good word is a firmly planted tree that bears good fruits. And then the other, the last, I remember that this final ayah that I I heard was, Allah doesn't change your condition until until you change yourself. yourself, That's the basis of my coaching. Allah is saying to you, 
your environment does not change until you change your belief system, meaning mm. your environment is simply a reflection of who you are. So there's no victim right. thinking. You can't be a victim of your own environment unless you planted the seed there first. And that's how I started thinking, oh my God, there's so much, there's so much of a link between the way you think and the way you behave and your subconscious mind. And then also Allah says in the Quran that man is ever ungrateful. Now I see it as this way that we are always thinking victims. When something happens to us, we always revert back to victims thinking it's not my fault. It's that person's fault. How could they do this to us? When really it's just our innate nature to think victims and Allah's telling us, be grateful. But the way for you to come out of victim thinking is just to be grateful. But how hard it is to be grateful in the moment of pain? It's hard. And this is why character and developing your character and developing yeah. your beliefs is very important to becoming who you want to be. Right. Because we want to shoot blame as much as possible. And that is the process of non-accountability, right? Where we're, this is your fault. This is your fault. This is not, none of it is my fault. And that's real. it's really like a real spiritual affliction and you're really taking into the the lowest the lower vibrational energies right so that is the battle actually of our of our dean of our path to Allah which I see it as part of our going through this is the ascension process is to turn that around and to work on our ego-based problems and the, the blockages that we're having and overcoming the limiting beliefs the victim programming and you turn your yourself into gratitude and into turn your heart to a law, like they say, and then that's where you keep, you keep stepping up. And, and that's kind of how I see what you're describing. And yeah, yeah. And I also, love it. Let, me, let me add something as well. Masculine and feminine. Masculine is very low. It's like in the sacral, right? In the root. Masculine mm-hmm. energy is in the root sacral and in the solar plexus. But feminine energy starts from the heart all the way to the crown. So when we get into that victim thinking, we get into that masculine energy of like blaming and like going into the ego and going into like the the gut, into our gut saying, oh, like feeling the shame. But when you go into your feminine energy, you ascend, you elevate, you overcome, you conquer. Feminine energy is all about conquering. I know they think masculine energy is conquering, but no, this is why men need women more because without the feminine energy, men become very de- destructive. So the feminine energy is here to elevate you and ascend you and help you conquer your ego. Because think about it. Before we came to this earth, like we knew Allah. Allah said to us, who's your Lord? And we said, you are Allah. Then what happened? We came to the earth and the ego is the veil between us and Allah. And we forgot. So now that we've forgotten, the only way we can remember is through our subconscious mind. And we have to remember the right programming in order for us to ascend into Mm -hmm. higher consciousness. Right. So what's interesting in this conversation, just between talking to you and having your perspective here, like when I'm looking at this, what I see in the spiritually aware community, we talk, there's a lot of talk about the feminine energies, just literally from the solar photonic light, this, all of the, just everything is lining up with concepts around what's happening astrologically and from a just light body point of view in our chakra systems and everything you're describing. And then obviously we have like quantum energy healers and people who are now aware of like kind of these very like esoteric concepts around energy. And so I'm interested because what you're describing, you're talking about chakras, you're talking about alignment and energy work. And we've been, other religions are covering this. You seem to be like one of the few or first Muslims that I'm really seeing that are 
that are talking about quantum energy topics and really going into, hey, the laws of attraction and then working it all the way into our chakra system. So this to me seems very like you're merging a lot of the same worlds that I'm seeing. And yeah, can you tell me a little bit about how you really, how you've really started to go into this quantum energy understanding of things and how it's all working for everyone, regardless of our religion, we're in this ascension process. Yeah, Yeah, of course. Because everything's energy. When you actually think about it, when I'm speaking to you, I'm emitting a frequency to you, which you're hearing with your frequency first, and then you're converting it into words. So we are frequency beings. Our soul is light. It's made of light. So we can only express ourselves through light, but then our light is trapped in his body in the ego. Yeah. In our physical. World. Yeah. Exactly. And we can't express that light. So the only way we can express our light is by what we say. So the language we were given is words and our subconscious mind works with works with powerful words and powerful images. That's it. There's nothing else that your mind works with. Your body works with feelings. It has to feel something in order to attract something. So now that like, think about it, when you get cut off in traffic, why do you feel angry or why do you feel calm? Or when you are at the dentist and your dentist is late, why do you feel calm? Why do you feel angry? These are all indicators that we have a body that feels and a mind that thinks and it sees things. Okay. So now when you were younger, this is the interesting part that I see about quantum leaping is or quantum ascending when we were younger when someone asked you what do you want to be when you're older you saw the version of yourself that you are right now and it makes me so emotional when I think about this but when someone asked you what do you want to be when you're older you didn't think I want to be depressed I want to be broke I want to be sad you saw a version of yourself that is so happy living her best life like traveling the world has money in her, like freedom galore like even money wasn't a concept to you back then but you just saw a version of yourself that's happy that's at peace that feels normal in her environment you didn't see a version of yourself that was depressed angry and sad so that's how we know that quantum ascending exists because you were quantum ascending from the day you were born you were connected to a version of yourself that is an adult version of yourself that was guiding you that was helping you figure out life that you when someone asked you what's your dreams something motivated you to say what you said it's been implanted in your dna and i always say to people that we have a blueprint we were in we were created with a blueprint a purpose your purpose is different to mine not many people want to be coaches some people may want to be a teacher some people may want to be a doctor it's instilled in you it's your dna ask yourself why do i have a dream to be a mother to be a wife, to be a teacher, to be a doctor, to be an engineer. Why why is that my dream? Why is my dream not the same as Rosaline's dream? Why am I different to her? And you will realize that this is because you've been instilled with this. This has been programmed in you by Allah. So there's no fear. There's no guilt in feeling that way. There's no guilt in understanding or having shame around who you are. And I think this is the essence of quantum ascending that Allah says, I am as my slave thinks of me. When who you are, where you're going you have clarity you have conviction and the tenets of dua and prayer is to have conviction have certainty have clarity have determination those Mm -hmm. are all the tenets that you need to have your prayer answered that starts with you you need Mm -hmm. to know where you're going and in your mind where you're going is an identity it's not an actual goal you see yourself like when you see yourself driving a ferrari you're not thinking about just the ferrari you're thinking about someone driving the ferrari you want to be that woman that's yes. the point. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. It's embodying our best and highest self life. And I mean, that is that is like where a lot of the law of attraction, the coaching and everyone is talking a similar theme here where we're 
like ways to which we can build a like a path or a map or a process to get from point A to point Z and go into all of this. And like we were saying in the beginning, that's where, okay, we go on these journeys and then all of our, our own issues are coming up, right? And that's the processing mm-hmm. of it. And that is really the up and downs. And then it's all reflected in our like interpersonal relationships, right? So we're having issues with our spouses or it's parents or kids or whatever it is, siblings. I mean, we, you name it, right? And that's where we really have. So like, I see it, like you get the triggers coming up and you get the moments the like the patterning behavior. And it's all part of that, that concept of like the mirror work, right? Doing your shadow work and, and all of that, which is what yeah. everyone's kind of talking about right now, right? <laughs> exactly. And Allah says in the Quran, Do you think you can say you believe and won't be tested? And a lot of people just limit this to faith. But actually what that means also is that you, but if you believe you're abundant, that that belief is going to be tested. Allah is going to change your environment. Like when you say I'm abundant, I'm abundant nonstop all day, your environment will have to reflect it. And this is where people miss the mark and they, they give up because they see chaos happening in their life. They think, oh my God, everything's falling apart. What am I doing wrong? Let me stop journaling. Let me stop meditating. Let me stop doing this, all this healing work because my life is falling apart. I'm losing friends. I'm losing money. I've lost my job. What's going on? But that's because your belief system being tested now. You have to put your beliefs to the test. All mm-hmm. I say is, do you think you can say you believe and won't be tested? So your subconscious belief, will has, the pressure has to be applied to your subconscious beliefs in order for them to cement, in order for them to become. That when you yeah. put in the seed in the soil, it has to root itself in the soil. It has to like... But that pressure has to be applied for it to grow the roots. It's the same in your subconscious mind. When you plant the seed of a different belief of what you want to become, your environment's going to test you. And you, all you have to do in that moment is just say to yourself, well, I believe in this. I believe I'm abundant. I believe I'm amazing. I believe I'm worthy. I believe I'm, I'm good enough. And the more you stay firm in your belief system, everything around you will align. Yeah, I believe that. And it comes, it's like this process of everything coming into alignment and these kind of like tests along the way. I, I certainly feel that like, for me, I started looking at everything from like a a lens of trying to have more empathy, like being more connected to the feelings and the hearts of the other person and kind of just removing my own ego, right from the equation. And so like, I, I was, I was navigating a lot of these challenges by just trying to put my ego aside and then go with what was most, most with most empathy. And I found that to be like the, the best kind of course at at every turn. It's like, it's all, it's always testing us. It's always like testing our ego and our lower self or our, even our, our negative thoughts. And I feel like it's a process of kind of getting through, like you said, it's like our tests, our tests, our little micro tests, right? (laughs) Along the way. What you said that like yes the test is to see how how compassionate you can be how compassionate you can stay when the world is crumbling around you like imagine like you've lost your job but then someone asks you for money for charity like are you going to be angry at them or are you going to stay compassionate or like let's say you you you're not feeling well and your kids are dim, like want to go out and play with you do you get angry at them or do you show compassion so yeah you're, you're absolutely right like our nature is love. Like the Prophet said that we are born on the fitra of our pa- of God consciousness. It's our mm. parents who change that, right? The fitra is God consciousness. What's God consciousness? Is love, is mercy, is, is peace, is having that uh, justice, is having all that loving quality. That's God consciousness, knowing that Allah has the most beautiful names and 
most of them are loving and merciful so you have right. to become that on earth right you have to express that even in times when you want to express your victim mentality and blame and shame and guilt people you have to stand firm in that belief that what I know who God is. I know who Allah is. I know who I am. I am love. I'm an expression of love. I'm an expression of light. I'm going to share that light instead of going into my shadow and expressing my shadow self, which is full of guilt and shame and anger. Yeah. And you talked about it earlier too, when you were talking about the divine blueprint that we, that we have, and that this is, so I almost feel like, and you were saying like God consciousness and like our fitra is towards God, God consciousness. And this, I, I've actually thought, like thought through a little bit about that fitra state and that this is actually our ascension process is a process of moving more towards that state as opposed to our lower ego-based self, right? That with it. So yeah, yeah, right. I love it. I love it. Yeah. So, so um, I just, I just, I love how this is kind of, we're, we're in alignment with how, how a lot of this is working and just bringing that understanding, not only to Muslims, but also when I'm talking through things with this, with, with other different quantum healers and different specialists of all kinds of spiritual backgrounds and traditions and, and this energy work that's happening. That's really where I'm seeing a lot of the similarities. It's, it's, it's all kind of, you know, coming together regardless of our religion so yeah it's fascinating to me i believe spirituality is one and like we just choose whichever system to use to to express that spirituality for me it's islam i love the system of it but it doesn't mean like so because in the quran allah also says that those who believe in me like there's there's actual ayah in the quran where allah says those who believe in me means that they understand god consciousness they understand how to elevate they understand mm-hmm. mercy and love and compassion, which is what we start each surah with. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. In the name of Allah, the most merciful, the most compassionate. We start each surah with that with that verse. Right, right. If we express that consciousness, we express that. The whole point of us being human beings is to express love. It's mm. to show that love. That's true spirituality. Like yeah. when I'm having a bad day, I don't, I don't put that out on you. I show you love because I want to receive that back. We are, and I always say this, that like, no one exists but me. Like you are a reflection of me. I'm a reflection of you. No one exists but you. Like if you had in your mind, no one exists but me and everyone is me, how would you react to people? You would show them all love. You would ascend. You would be like, oh my God, nothing matters other than love. Like if that person is me, that person is me. Why would I ever show them anger and hurt and pain? I will show them love because I want love. I want love right. back. Right. Exactly. Yes. And you just talked about what we now talk about a lot is like unity consciousness. We're all one. We're one. And actually, that's really that's what I see is like we're one with a law. Like that's where I hear it most, too, as a religion. I actively still identify as Muslim because it is regardless of whether or not it would be like, oh, you're not Muslim because you do that or you're. But that doesn't none of it matters to me because the messaging that resonates and always has was that we are one with God and like that's the direct yeah. channel and that and the same thing like you said earlier that we're spiritual beings in a physical body and not so it's like we're, we're with that recognition that we're souls inside of a physical body and that all of our t- tests and challenges are are around that that struggle so that's the same thing that I really talk a lot with my guests and everything like that on the show And I also wanted to say, because like one of the quotes I have that's up on my website and it was in my book, I wrote that the only thing that truly matters in this life or the next is the vibrational energy frequency of the heart, right? So Uh, like that's kind of what you're describing, right? (laughs) Please. 
Like that's all that matters. Like because we know in the, in like we hear this in hadith that when we die, it's what's in our heart. Like we're not going to speak; it's our heart that's going to speak. So your heart is so important. Exactly your vibrational frequency. Like who are you trying to match? Are you trying to match your lower desires, which is full of anger, blame, and shame? Or are you trying to match your soul desire, which is love, light, peace, authenticity? Like they say that the highest vibration is authenticity, like being authentic. Because the more mm. authentic you are, the more true you become. And the That's more true like you become, the more love. Exactly. Yes. And the more unconditional so, love, which is that highest level, right? Exactly, <laughs> right. And that's how you show exactly when you're authentic and who you are, like nothing can ever trigger you. You're just like, yeah, okay, this person's going through something, it doesn't have nothing to do with me. I'll send you yes. love. We gotta own our triggers and like right. have a healthy balanced approach to like absolutely everything, or else we're just in a state of judgment, fear, shame, projecting feelings to the other person, like blame outsourcing our own accountability all of that so it's it's amazing and then connecting it all into our own wealth and abundance and this whole feminine or female embodiment practice and and goal is is really i mean it's just so powerful i love it i love so much of what we talked about i was curious if you work with obviously muslim and i know i've told you i've sent you and things different friends of mine but are you also working with non-muslims are you trying to like what, what, what are you working on right now that's like really taking your your energy and your focus oh my gosh i have so many like okay so i have two projects on the go right now so i have sacred feminine pleasure live and it's for everyone it's for every woman who wants to heal permanently whether you're muslim whether you're not muslim every race every creed like the, the goal of the program is to help you heal permanently in eight areas of your life so the eight areas are money love success authenticity your feminine sexual energy your intuition your faith and your health these eight areas when they are blocked you create identities that are matching the wounded inner child so I help you just heal by using abundance rewiring which is my own hypnotic tool my own hypnotic process to help you heal those traumas permanently so you can live your best life and thrive like imagine just like not caring about the past anymore and just focusing on your future just focusing on what you want rather than what you don't want like how amazing would that be right Wow. So it's your own, it's your own hypnotic process that you developed. How is it different from other, other things that people might see out there? Cause I know there's even like quantum hypnosis and then there's people talking about all kinds of past life. Like there's all kinds of people, modalities of hypnosis. So what do you really create for, for yourself and the, in your clients? Yeah, so abundance rewiring is a three-step process. So hypnosis, what they, normal hypnosis modalities, what they do is they focus more on just the past, just changing the feeling. But what I like to do is I like to delete memories. Okay. And I know this is like kind of like a scary thing. Oh my God, you're going to delete my memory. No, it's just literally like clearing up the storage in your phone. I just help you delete the memories that are no longer serving you because we all have mm-hmm. memories in our subconscious mind that are not serving who we want to be. They're not aligning with who we want to become. So mm-hmm. abundance rewiring deletes the memories by just helping you learn the lesson of the memory. Then I help you purge the shame from your body. Because what happens is when we have painful memories, we store trauma in the body. In the form of shame, guilt, abandonment, rejection, anger, fear. So I help you release that in different parts of the body. And then I help you quantum ascend. I help you connect, reconnect. I help you do like a lovely little ceremony of you and your higher self reconnecting back together in your forever home where you feel so attached and so in love with her and you download her belief system. So I find like when we do an affirmation, sometimes it may not have an effect because it's not the words we want to hear. There's a higher self within you that knows exactly what you need to hear to, to move you forward. And I help you download her belief system. And I do that in 40 minutes. And I've had so much tremendous results. Like, even I'm shocked sometimes. I'm like, is this 
told from a lot. Like I, I, when I do the testimonies, my clients, I was like, really? Like I had a lady who had endometritis for 14 years. She had surgery like every year. And endo, endometritis, what did you, which, which part of the body is that for? Uh, that's the, I think it's like uterus. When your uterus, uterus. Is aligned, yeah, you uterus, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So she had that for 14 years. She had surgery. Mm-hmm. After four weeks of sacred feminine pleasure, she had no painful periods. She was like, I'm, non- I'm normally crippled in bed, but this is the first time ever I've been able to just get on a call and just talk and have a normal conversation. Wow. And she goes, no one, no one believes that I'm not having a painful cramp. I'm just like, Allah, that's proof that once you heal those traumas, you are able to like live life, like live life mm. normally with normality. That is so important. Right. And especially like, that's a great example because it's really your, your sacred area, your womb issue. And if you can heal, put healing energy, quantum energy straight into that process, you can actually even cure things on a physical level. And that's all emotionally related to the trauma and the releasing of it is very important. So what other, what other areas of life do you help your clients? Cause I know obviously relationships, because we're I'm sure you get a lot of people going for their soulmate partners or their yeah. issues or, or their wealth. I mean, what, what are you, where are you really getting the, getting clients from point A to point B here? Yeah. So basically when you heal, so when you have a wounding in those eight areas of your life, it's going to affect your relationships, it's going to affect mm-hmm. your money. It's going to affect your health. Those are the three main areas, your money, your relationships, and your health. So if you have health health problems, it's usually a manifestation of what's happening in your subconscious mind. If you have relationship issues, it's a wounding around what you perceive as love. If you have money problems, it's a wounding around trust. Like you don't trust, you don't feel secure. So these are the three main areas that I help my clients ascend in. So some of my clients that they may be starting a business and they want to charge their clients a, a lot more money. I help them do that. And I've had so many clients come to me, say, oh my God, I was struggling to charge like 3,000 pounds. I'm now charging 5,000 pounds and it's so normal. I have so many clients, I have a weight list. And I have women who have come to me said that I was attracting so many dusties, like toxic men. And now I found the love of my life and I'm getting married. Oh, I've actually had a woman like recently, she messaged me saying, that, oh, by the way, like I'm pregnant. She was going through IVF for like five years and she found her soulmate, got married and she got pregnant straight away. And she was like, oh my God, like I had before with a previous marriage, I was going through IVF for five years. Oh as soon as I met my soulmate, I got pregnant. I was just like, like oh, my God. Oh, oh yeah, that's great. Cause it's like, <laughs> Allah didn't want that for you. You wanted this for you. And you just have to go through these freaking relationships. Right. And I don't know. I, I think it's karma. We got to have that in another conversation. <laughs> oh my gosh. Because I, yeah, this has been so much like, there's so many areas I want to talk about because I feel like we are here like having these like karmic challenges, everything is just playing out and we're having to go through these tests to learn this. And our relationships are often breaking down. You've been divorced. I've been divorced. Lots of Muslims, Muslims are going through all kinds of turmoil and like, just, just a lot's going on. So this is, this is amazing. And the work you're talking about helps even on the physical level helps get our get our get us into our best and highest self-life and the suspension process so yeah I'm so excited and I want you I want to have everyone all of our listeners hopefully people who are interested can come find you where's the best way for for someone who's interested to come find your work I know you maybe have a website and I see a lot on social media but where would you like people to go 
yes, like hit me up on, on Instagram, DM me at Rosaline Batool. You can check out my website as well. It's com. I have all my programs there. You just click here and you can enroll straight away. I actually have, I'm opening enrollment for Sacred Feminine Pleasure Live, where you get the abundance rewiring every week. And that's starting on the 17th of October. So it's an early bird offer right now. Perfect. So yes. Click the link, you will get the early bird offer. Awesome. Amazing. I love that just in time. Yeah. So we'll have all of those links down below this episode on my, obviously on the podcast and also on the YouTube channel. So we have, we have both and yeah, I'll have everything linked in there. So that's awesome. Great timing. I'm so excited for the, the fall there. And so what, what else, what are, what are some final words of wisdom or thoughts that you'd like to leave our audience with just from, from today or from the whole, the whole episode or words of wisdom that you'd like to share with us? My, my words of wisdom, I don't think it's told enough online, is that you can heal permanently from trauma. I just want to let you, if any part of you told you, where you told yourself that I can't heal, I can never heal, I'm always going to be stuck with this problem, with this painful memory, just know that you're talking, you're looking at someone who experienced a plethora of horrific events in her childhood, and now I'm thriving. And I've helped loads of women thrive and heal permanently just by changing the way you think. And, and the second part I want to leave with is that you have so much control over how you think. You have more control than just know the power lies within you. You have the power. Just own it. Love it. Just own it. Right. We're going to change everything. You definitely can heal permanently. That's what we're here to do. We're here to like clear out all of this generational trauma. Like we're the generation to do it in this ascension process. And I, we're learning so much about what that means for not only ourselves as women, as Muslim women, but as all of, all of humanity. Like you said, it's a, it's a whole global consciousness awakening, spiritual, the greatest spiritual awakening humanity has ever seen. So it's actually kind of a exciting time for us, right? <laughs> exciting girl I'm so glad you're doing this work as well like and I just want to say thank you Jazakallah may Allah bless you for all the work you're doing sis like may Allah continue to like make you prosperous and abundant and just make you a source for so many women oh my gosh thank you I mean thank you so much yeah I'm really passionate I I really want to help and promote the work of light workers healer plant medicine specialists everyone who's doing this stuff right now and, and like you, we even said in this episode, the unity consciousness. So I have a unity consciousness collective of different healers, practitioners, people from all different spiritual backgrounds and modalities. We're all talking about the ascension process in whatever way, shape or form. And you're here doing the same thing, helping with this work. So yeah, I feel like we're blessed and this is the time and here we go. Let's go into it. It's great. <laughs> Thank you love so much, you. Rosaline. I love it. And we have to do another episode soon and I would Definitely. love to have you back. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. Thank you. I would love to be back. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. You have a great day. You too. Bye bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode today. Please share your biggest takeaway with me via our community. For new listeners, thank you for tuning in. I invite anyone to explore the resources, links, and show notes available on my website, www.adinamovana.com. If a topic or discussion piqued your curiosity or interest today during the show, you can easily find it there at the website. And if you have any specific topics you would like me to cover, feel free to email me at em at adinamovana.com. Thank you again for joining me today and I look forward to connecting with you again next week on Into the Light.